Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Chat Footy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chat Footy. And we are in day two and a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I, I, we'll talk about today's first game uh, in a little bit, but we have to kick off, don't we? We were a little bit on the negative side, I feel like, with England. We were pessimistic. And Southgate, you know, he does actually play. He picks quite an attack, didn't he? So didn't go too badly, how we maybe predicted. No, not at all. And the fact that Iran rated as 20, well, 20th in the actual um, world, I don't know what fucking yeah. rankings are going on there. They're talking about some of the bums that have been laid to get the World Cup. Someone's paid <laughs> someone off because they were fucking terrible, weren't they? They were really, really bad. And I think... England, there's nothing taking nothing away from England because for 30 minutes, I don't know, we had like a 10 minute, 15 minute break where, you know, um, it just, you know, there was an injury and there was, what was going on with that keeper, mm. I do not know. They should have just took him off. It was a farce. It's a disgrace, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, they should have taken him off and it's only because he fucking borderline passed out that they were like, oh, right, go on, we'll take you off. I thought it was a rule, but maybe it's just a Premier League thing that you know, everyone's supposed to be more aware of concussions and stuff like that and the links with dementia in later life. So I thought, well, he's got to go. I mean, what the TV people, production company, were doing as well, they just kept relentlessly showing it. And I'm like, again, maybe that's the thing that we're used to with Sky. If there's a bad injury or something, that's it. You saw it in real time, and then they don't show replays of it. Must have had fucking twenty replays of that headbutt, Chris, and it was yeah. sickening each time. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because like you watch the game, and it was so England was just so concise and that. But I, I'm with you, Dave. A lot of the choices on the videographer and what they've got the production has been strange. And obviously, it's not BBC or ITVs. It's it's you know straight from the World Cup feed, isn't it? It's going to be some sort of FIFA. Yeah, uh, I mean Qatari, production, yeah, Al Jazeera thing. Yes, yeah, I know that fucking Bell and Richard Keys is fucking ever be in sports. Thinks he's fucking yeah, royalty yeah. over there. That fucking cockhead. But but anyway, Dave, let's go on the podcast. So Steve, right? I think what happened was Southgate listened to our podcast, us slating how negative he is, and then he was <laughs> like, you know what? Them two are right. I, why am I not listening to him? And then fucking um, next minute, it was it was a brilliant performance, and I've got to say across the board but for me Jude Bellingham I mean Rice was oh. good but Jude Bellingham he's 19 fucking hell Dave I'm, I'm going to do a Rio now sign him do whatever you want <laughs> whatever whoever gets Bellingham next after Dortmund he's for one a hell of a player because he is fantastic at the moment yeah and I said in I uh, he reminds me of Steve Gerrard just the all-action kind of box-to-box midfielder. I've not really seen... I've heard a lot about him, but honestly, not really seen that much of him. But Christ, he was that midfield dynamo, wasn't he? Unbelievable performance. And, I, you know, I still held a glimmer of hope that we'd sign him. We kind of have to sign him for Liverpool when no one else is really after them. <laughs> There's yeah. one time when we booked the trend and that's because we had the Coutinho money and that was Virgil van Dijk where he could have gone anywhere and he chose us but that is the one time usually we're priced out of that top end of the market 
unless you know some new owners come in and uh, uh, forget all the things that I've said about our uh, Middle Eastern overlords. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dave, money talks. Even I'd be the same. I'd be the... <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, we we uh, can have that chat maybe a different time but if it's the if it's the difference between selling the soul of the club to compete i don't want to do it so you know what happens to us is, is going to be a different thing but that is for a different day sticking back, back to England, jude bellingham fantastic i thought mason mount had a good game in fact yep. all across the board I, th- I thought we played really well i mean it, it was unfortunate for iran wasn't it that the bloody throw on that keeper I was looking at it the day before it was going around so doing the rounds on social media wasn't it and you know unbelievable throw so to lose him you could see it was a big blow for them and I, I don't feel like they ever really recovered but getting past I mean some of the goals that Rashford goal Chris he took it well but when I watched the replay and I looked at the defender I was like fucking hell you you wouldn't expect to see that in a championship game, would you? No. I, I'd expect to see that kind of defending, maybe at MK Dons, and I'd still be disappointed with it as poor defending. But, um, no, the first thing I want to talk about is the penalty that wasn't given and then the penalty that was given. So we think all the time, don't we? The set pieces in, and then... You don't see anything, and then it's like, oh, VAR is checking for a possible penalty. And it seemed to be Maguire, who was basically wrestled to the ground. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But for a more innocuous challenge later on, Iran get a penalty. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the game at all. But when if, if you don't give Maguire's, you can't give that one later on. So I think we're going to see a lot of these inconsistencies but I don't expect it from the same fucking VAR team in the same game you know what though I'm with you Dave Maguire's was a penalty all day long it's fucking ridiculous it was a rugby tackle through to the floor nothing didn't even look and I'd seen before the game it was was the first time this Brazilian referee or or his team had officiated at anything you know at this level so I was a bit worried before the game depending on if it was tight is going to be some decisions but yeah, I, I found it a fucking fast. But I've got to say, Kalini, Pierluigi Kalina, and this new directive, what's going on with this extra fucking time at the end? Oh, Jesus Christ. Joke. Just what's, you know, all right, we'll talk about the game this morning, but the, the, in a minute, but the, the game this morning, there was an injury in injury time. It went on for like nearly 16 minutes. England had 14 minutes of, of um, injury time in the first half. And in the second half, I think we went to seven minutes or eight minutes whatever it was it was fucking nonsense I mean I get it because of the time wasting but also I'm thinking it's like what happens if you play that sort of minutes and then you go into fucking extra time properly in a cup tournament that is just <laughs> ridiculous imagine it imagine how much it's, it's like it's like sort of like well we're going to play until someone scores the way it's going it's fucking I don't agree with it at all you know, th- this is a rule change, I feel like, or a directive that's changed is, yeah. by stealth. You know, they've suddenly said, oh, okay, time wasting, stop the clock. And it's like, hold on, you fuckers, you should have fucking told us about this. Chris, I am not Charlie Sheen, and I do understand that it's not a club game uh, here, but imagine fucking Atletico Madrid games. <laughs> You'd I know. have to take the next day off work. <laughs> 
120 minutes. Yeah, you fucking right. <laughs> regular league game. It's, it's scandalous in it. I mean, we've just seen. I actually, I know you haven't caught it. Or you may have caught the back end on Twitter, but. Keane and Souness had a barney over something very similar regarding the directive. Right. So Keane was going on saying about penalties and that, you know, we're going to have penalties everywhere. And Souness is like, but it's a directive, Roy. It doesn't matter what you think. He goes, well, it's just cheap penalties and all this. He said, it doesn't matter. It's an actual directive from the, the FIFA. I mean, Dave, I've got to say, the one thing that's, that's you're leaving me with such a sour taste on this tournament, not the fucking bentness of FIFA at all. It's just a horrible and... These thick, well, that's what it's the benefits of FIFA. It's just a nonsense that they're just bringing in and just no one's accountable. It's just like we can do what yeah. the fuck we want. I mean, look, we all trashed the Super League. I know we never recorded any podcast. We trashed it for what they did. But I was sort of for it in the respect of FIFA and that are in no fucking position to, to dictate to anybody yeah. what's going on. And at the end of all this, you'll probably see people trying to break away again because of this nonsense. I think the the problem with the was that it was this closed system wasn't it but the fact that that was rightly booted into touch didn't make UEFA and FIFA the good guys no. you know they're still corrupt as fuck and I, I, I want the clubs to find a way that you know gets gets away from FIFA to be honest I, I mean it's just yeah, the, the getting rid of set blatter doesn't really affect things, does it? It's still just a bunch of uh, fucking dodgy deals done, you know, and uh, without really football fans at the centre of it. You know, a lot mm. of these VAR decisions, you can tell that you know they're still they're not communicating to the fans in the ground, so people are waiting around for like five, ten minutes. All oh, right, what what's happening? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's not good is it it's just not a good fucking spectacle and it, you know we, we've seen it now in the last few years haven't we with VAR you don't get like all the decisions right and what they've always said is make sure we get the big decisions right and there have been a few but let's say an average referee gets 80% of the decisions right and then you know you put in VAR and they now get 90% of the decisions right. Because if there's some, they're not, if there's a foul in the middle of the pitch and then free kick gets taken, you know, it was incorrectly given, free kick gets taken, score a goal from it, they take it back for that. So it's not like they're trying to do 100%. So all of this fucking disruption to the entertainment of the whole spectacle, the whole sport, is for this fucking 10%. It's... It doesn't make sense to me because what you get for it is not how much it takes away. It takes away more than it gives. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And I wasn't to try and railroad the fact that how well England played, but there's just been a few things come up that don't sit well with me. However, the football, Dave, has picked up. After that first game, Qatar, which Ecuador, which is terrible. <laughs> um, we have, you know, England were good. It was, you know, it was so refreshing, to be fair. You know, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and be like, right, that's it, we're going all the way. But from what I've seen so far, and I've watched four or five games, England have looked the best team as a unit. However, that, you know, the big, you know, people like France, Brazil have got to play, Portugal, they were always hit and miss for me anyway. They rely on Ronaldo, a bit like what's happened with, you know, United. So we'll see how it goes. They look good as a team and there's actually strength in depth, which is brilliant. And fair play to Southgate bringing on like Grealish, Foden, Rashford, you know, actually getting yeah. them to experience play and that freshness. And I think 
Now, we talk about the English season being too long, Dave. It could play into England's hands because they've only played like three or four months of the season and usually we are fucked at the end of the season with the amount of games they play. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. they are, they look sharp, England. And, I, and, you know, I don't know everyone else is playing their seasons, but for once, we might be on an even keel and stuff. So let's see. Yeah, I still think, see fucking Agbon Lahore? Oh, he's such fucking a cock. tool. He's, he's one of the worst pundits around, but he's saying, oh, all these people, all these sheep on social media, you know, saying Maguire's rubbish. Don't be a sheep. You fucking knobhead. People can make their own mind up. And, and the thing is, yes, I thought Maguire had a good game. It's fucking Iran. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking that, yeah. The, the problem is, you know, Maguire, and he's always a threat from set pieces, isn't he? Uh, thought he was at fault for the first goal, but again, doesn't really matter. When you come up against nimble, uh, quick front lines, that is when Maguire falls short. You know, again, why he was really good for Leicester. Leicester were a deep line in counter-attack inside. When you put him in a United side where he needs to play 15 yards up the pitch, that's where he gets caught out for pace and stuff. So it, it's just, it, there's no kind of redemption for me. Unless he has an amazing tournament, scores a couple of headers in set pieces, uh, you know, unless that happens, I still think it, it's not a great move to have him in there. But yes, against Iran, he was pretty good. <laughs> we'll see actually on Friday because we've got the USA <laughs> and I did watch I don't know if you caught any but I did watch Wales the USA day I mean that was a tale of two halves USA were fantastic first half and they could have had three or four goals and George Way's son great finish really very similar to his dad's it was a great pass from uh, what's he called him from Christian Pulisic real jinking side split the defence and he just poked it in the bottom corner great goal second half Wales got their act together like we've seen in some of these tournaments recently in the Euro tournaments and again Gareth Bale they were just they just had it and USA looked leggy but if England play no matter if it was Iran if England play how they should and I hope Southgate don't bottle it and go with five or anything like that they should beat the USA Dave they've just got too much strength in depth and I think we'll beat Wales as well yeah so I didn't see the game but I was checking the, the scores as they were coming in the thing is with Wales, they've got this, t- haven't they? They they kind of remind me of the Scandinavian teams. You know, they all the players. You look at them individually, and you're like, yeah, they're okay. You've got the odd superstar, but they actually come together and play really well as a unit. And, and just uh, uh, the fact that Joe Allen, I know he didn't play last night, but the fact that he's even in the squad just baffles me. Johnny Williams as well. You know, these players, you're like, fucking hell, how are Wales here? <laughs> you know, but I do think they are good at playing as a unit. US have got such a young, inexperienced side. They're a little bit of a wild card for me. I mean, they, they as Alan Hansen said, you don't win anything with kids, which he was sort of proven wrong with. Um, but you know, so so I don't think US are going to be a, a pushover necessarily, but I kind of feel like we need to win that one <laughs> because Wales they they're going to be like Everton when they play Liverpool. You know, just step up their game massively, and then you know they, they would like nothing less than to put England out. So I think they'll be hard to beat in that final group game. So uh, I, I wouldn't want to draw against the US 
and then need a result in that Wales game. Because, yes, I, I think we could easily come out with nine points on this. Uh, or not easily, but, you know, you could see it happening where we come out with nine. But just that next game is going to be absolutely critical because if we do draw, I think that, you know, Pulisic, I think he's a great player. You know, they can do it, the Americans. So if that happens, then it's squeaky bum time. And then, you know, you start playing differently, don't you? You're a bit, bit more cautious. So who knows? But I'm being a yeah. bit of a negative Nancy again, aren't I? Uh, no, but, no. You know, it's good for Bale to, to get his first World Cup goal as well, I think. Yeah, I, I do as well, David. I think, I think you, to be honest, you're hitting it on the head because let's just say, I can't see anybody getting beat by Iran or even drawing with them. So Wales and USA, they're going to be in four points. They're going to get four points out of that game. So it's dependent on the next game. You are so right. As long as we don't get beat by the USA... Well, no, we need to beat the USA. I think you're right. Sorry, I'm backtracking. Then we're on six points. Then we've got a chance then, definitely. I think you, you, you can't not go through. So... Mm. But yeah, I think you're right. We can't be cautious. We can't mess about because it can easily blow up in our faces on that last game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you catch any of the Senegal-Netherlands game? No, but I did see that. I did catch the end. I did see Cody Gapka scored, who United almost signed in the summer. And we ended up with Anthony, and he's such a great player. So I believe the game was terrible, right? Ball fest, but the, the end of the match was pretty good. Yeah, it was one of those where I'm looking at it and, you know, you've got the AFCON winners there. Netherlands are always pretty good in tournaments, you know, always got exciting players. Chris, the match was crap. It, it was just, they, they properly, like, cancelled each other up until the end. And we've been linked, and United have been linked as well, haven't they, with uh, Frankie de Jong. Barcelona yeah. are desperate to try and offload him and his wages and doing all kinds of underhand things. And I was, I was looking at him. He, he kind of got through in the first half and like just dithered about. I was, uh, I just thought, you know what? I, I don't think he's that good. You know, I, 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 there was nothing about him that I could see where you know, like you'd watched earlier in the day, seen Bellingham, and you're like, crikey, there's a player there. Even Declan Rice in the middle, you, you're like, you can see there's a player, and I just wasn't really feeling it with the young. And then. So I, actually, I sent Ben one. I just said, oh, fucking De Jong, don't rate him at all. Next minute, puts in an absolute peach of a cross that ju- is just begging to be kind of flicked on into the net. And <laughs> that was their first goal. And then I think the, the second one, you know, is just a bit of a poacher's goal after Mendy had saved it. So, you know, really good result in the end for the Netherlands. But... I don't think anyone will be really that worried about facing them. I don't think England should be, unless. No. You know, I mean, the last time, last few times we played them, they've generally played us off the park. Uh, <laughs> you have to go. We all remember the four-one at Wembley, don't we? Uh, when when England beat them in Euro '96. But you're going back a while there, aren't you? So <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> from evidence of this game, though. You know, it, there's nothing to be really scared of. But then you could say, well, Senegal are a pretty damn good side as well, even without Mane. Yeah, I think so, Dave. They weren't put together well, they defend well, and everything. You just don't look at the end. They don't wear the legs. I only call it the end bit, you know what I mean? I can say so. The leg, they seem quite leggy. Best bit. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, to be <laughs> fair. I'll tell you what, Dave. So, so very quickly, so just before we started recording this, 
has been the result of the tournament so far. And I've watched the whole game. What, and my sister-in-law had come down because it's my birthday this morning with a card and she said, oh, it's four games on today. And I'm decorating upstairs and I'm like, oh, right. I said, four? She went, yeah, yeah, one starting at 10. And it was exactly 10.01. I'm like, all right, mm. see ya. And she, she got rid of her very quickly at the door. It's like, <laughs> thanks for me, card. I'm going, see ya. Ran upstairs. I'm putting wallpaper up. And I've got to say, Dave, I've done my decorating over the last two days in my bedroom and I... Not that I hate it, I can do it and everything, but I'm just like, you know, he takes up, you need a rocket on my ass to start decorating. And then once I've got fingers, fucking football being on the background has been a godsend. I, I flew through the, the wallpaper this morning. So, what a game. Absolutely fantastic game. Dem- uh, Argentina scored first, and then Saudi, goal of the tournament as well, Dave. But what a defensive performance. And they won 2 1. I was absolutely yeah. buzzing for that. Buzzing and 36 games unbeaten, the Argy Bargies were, and Brazil, the last one to beat them, and it's all gone now. So great to throw a cat amongst the pigeons in that group. The thing was, it's not like they didn't deserve it either. No, I mean, they are a proper physical team. Chris, these might be the surprise package of this tournament. We, we were talking in our preview that never got aired. <laughs> that <laughs> yes. Saudi goal from 94 is it's one of the best World Cup goals isn't it where it just fucking jinked around the whole side but generally they get pounded by everyone I'm sure Germany beat like 8-0 uh, in one of the World Cups it's about 2010 or something um, so you know they've been pretty poor but they were playing a really high line now I recognise this that's the sort of high line that Klopp likes to play and all the uh, all the pundits and everything are like, oh, you know, if if he wasn't offside there, that would have been a goal, you know, and really putting it like it's a negative thing. And it's like, yeah, but he was offside. There's VAR, so it's not really a risk. Uh, but they're treating like the offsides is the part of the game, and it, it's it's a very weird thing with with Liverpool, and that's kind of what the Saudis were doing. Chris, they had three fucking goals ruled out for offside. Now, especially in one of them, you're like, his shoulder was just ahead of the last defender. And you're like, oh, come on. How many goals do you see that's scored by the shoulder? Um, but yeah, they, it was called offside. So the only one that the RG scored in the first half was the penalty. And again, it was one of these things where it was kind of wrestled down, but. I don't think it was as blatant as the Maguire one, but he's given that, not the Maguire one. So, yeah, but it was just an unbelievable game. And you know how physical Argentina can be? Well, the Saudis were giving them that back in double. So it it was an amazing game, amazing result, totally deserved. And it throws that group kind of wide open, really. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it might work for Argentina's favour if they do come second, because, you know, well, it depends who wins the other group, doesn't it? But it could work for them in the long run. I don't think they're going to go out, Dave. I'd be amazed if they don't get through. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I don't think they will either, but they weren't good in that second half. No. It's not like there was a massive rallying uh, bombarding the, the Saudi goal I mean they, they made a few uh, made a few clearances and whatever but I never really felt like Argentina were going to get back into it. it it was a really subdued performance by them mm. 
yeah, I think they were a bit too... They didn't put any respect on the Saudi team because you think about that, they were 53rd in the FIFA rankings again, which shows us absolute shit because they looked 10 times the team of Iran, Dave. They looked such a good team. And, and the manager was sacked by yeah. Cambridge a few years ago, but he's won cups after cups oh, with wow. various teams. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's won a lot in that area of the world as, as a coach. In that. Yeah, you can't yeah. argue with that. Can't argue with that at all. So he could be right. He's got at the moment of the first game, they are a unit and they'll fight for everything. Mm. And I thought that was good. I thought it was a really, really look exactly. And I put it in our, our group. It's what I want in a an actual um, World Cup tournament. Someone to get shocked and like put a rocket up their ass. And I love that. I love these random games. Yeah, absolute shock of the tournament, but game of the tournament as well. It, it really was entertaining to watch and. You got Saudi Arabia playing Poland next. Yeah. So you're like, could this be the Saudis getting through? Honestly, Chris, after that performance, I think they've got a real chance of going through. I do, Dave. I do. And uh, one last thing, Dave, and very, very quickly. We had all this stuff today. I called out the BBC and, and Alex Scott and everything, and I saw yesterday that she wore the rainbow armband because Harry Kane didn't wear it, and mm. a few people, and it's very controversial because FIFA, the absolute wankers, are saying, well, if he wears it, he'll get a yellow card before he starts the game, which, I mean, I heard Stuart Pearce on Cold Country and Talk Sport mm. just before it saying, yeah, but he could be out then later on, and it's like, yeah, but it's all about statement. Keane agrees with Alex Scott. Did. The one thing I worry about people doing stuff like this today is... And I agree with it because I think FIFA are absolute wankers, complete wankers, and we know the human rights stuff and everything. But I just got a feeling that someone is going to get made an example of. I saw the ex-Wales captain of the ladies' team wearing a hat, and they refused her. There was a guy wearing a rainbow shirt with the colours on, you know, the LBTQ+. And I'm like, it's great to protest and that, but I don't think you're... In a country like that, they don't fuck around. So I just hope someone doesn't get made an example of Dave because it's been it's real leaving a bad taste in my mouth all that so it's alright for Joe Gloggs to you know uh, protest and everything and that that's admirable but you'd have to say you'd have to advise against it wouldn't you because you, you don't want to get caught on the wrong side of the, the law and stuff for me it, I want to say it's Harry Kane who's bought it so you know he's going to get booked whoop de fucking do all right, take the fucking book in. If you're that passionate about it, that's fine. Take the book in. All the bookings go in after the group stage, I think, don't they? Yeah. So either make the the protest or don't. Don't just make it this fucking massive empty gesture that it's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I can do it when there's absolutely nothing on the line. That's when I can protest. Well, that's not the point of a fucking protest, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I just it felt weak for me. However, I'll I'll give them a bit of a uh, I'll give them a bit of leeway and say, well, the rumor is that you you get this book in, you know, if you wear that rainbow armband. We don't know for sure what's been said by FIFA to the teams. Yeah. So it yeah. could be that it's you know it's worse and and look FIFA they're just fucking making up the rules as they go along aren't they like what what fucking rule is this breaking I know it's fucking nonsense Dave it's, it's because they're, they're worried about the fucking backhanders they're getting from people in that uh, part of the world aren't they that's all it is it's fucking nonsense absolute yeah. nonsense I mean 
the, the thing is, what was it the other day? That idiot who said all that stuff about, you know, I am a refugee, I am gay, I'm a, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, it, it was something else came out and it was like, oh, so I see that we're on the double standard train already. There was some, I can't, I'm paraphrasing now what I saw, but but it was something and I was like, this is what you're dealing with. We, like you've watched that FIFA documentary on Netflix, which I haven't watched yet, and I've seen yeah. enough reviews about it to go, yeah, it's fucking farce. It's whoever's got the most money, whoever's got the best agenda, whoever can palm uh, grease their palms with the fucking best retirement plan, and that's exactly what goes on in that place. It's a disgrace. But like you said, I don't get too political because the tournament itself is like it's igniting now, and hopefully we'll remember it for, for the actual football because it started off really well these first couple of days. Yeah, definitely. So, I, and again, I, I can just park all that stuff. It's keep focused on the football, but it does, you know, it, it is an undertone. It, it does feel like something could go off that's bad. With that said, Chris, you got a bunch of scousers cruising around the place, looking <laughs> for beer, end up in a fucking shakes place, playing with their pet fucking baby lion. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> What a legend that shake is, you know, fucking inviting these people in. So, you know, uh, th- there's all different sides to look at this. I, I, I think, you know, nothing bad might happen, but I think uh, more than anything, it's not so much the hosts. It's it's corrupt organisation of FIFA that pisses me off. Yeah. But, uh, like I say, I can put that to one side. Today's game... Uh, early kickoff was absolutely brilliant and so yeah I want want to see more of those more upsets because again we've never had you know this winter kickoff so it's a great point about England we're normally fucked come the end of the season yeah I've got a feeling that's you know this might affect certain teams more than others and and we just don't know how that's going to be. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what the results are, and then we'll retrofit whatever we can make up uh, about <laughs> the effects that you know having it in mid-season was. But no, just absolutely brilliant, and especially with that Argentina Saudi game, World Cup's properly kicked off now. It is a last last point, Dave. I fucking gets an email off United. Um, your tickets are ready for the twenty first of December. Your game against Burnley, and I'm thinking, fuck me, we're going to have a, a depleted squad to say the least in the Caribou Cup against um, what's called Vincent Company's team. So that could be an upset there. But yeah, straight away, twenty first of December, no messing about. I'm like, oh my god. So we'll, we'll, we're going to be all footballed out by then, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy, isn't it? Again, it, it's going to impact the the Premier League season definitely. You know, I, I kind of want all the teams with our players go out in the group stages, come back, chill out, maybe go to Dubai, have a little each or whatever, re-energise and, and come back then. But can you imagine those teams that go to the to the final? <laughs> They're just literally going to come off the plane and then right, you're straight back into the side for Saturday. Fucking fast, But anyway, Dave, thank you for today, and a massive thank you to everyone who started listening again and uh, you know chatting about the, the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you want to email us, chatfootypodcast.gmail.com. Going to follow us on Twitter at chatfooty. So, Dave, massive thank you today, mate. Brilliant, brilliant start to the World Cup for the football, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>